Hello, my name is Xavier Mercado, and this is Spearhead Conversations. Hello, my name is Xavier Mercado, and this is Spearhead Conversations. Today, I'm joined by Steve Phillips, a.k.a. Philly Flyboy. For the longest I've watched, I've seen, he's the purest example of never forgetting where you came from. His continued success in the music industry as a music director, he's worked with some of the greatest names of our time. Lil Wayne, J. Cole, even a personal friend of his, T.I. And with all that success, he's always returned home, giving back to the community, as well as spreading his knowledge with those aspiring to be entrepreneurs and creators such as myself. I am blessed. I am honored. So without further ado, how you doing, Philly? Hey, come on. That's a hell of an intro. I feel like WWF, we're going to have a fireworks <laughs> going on. I was waiting for the fireworks to go off on that one. Uh, yeah, man. I got, you know, it, it's paying respect uh, to everyone that, that jumps on here, especially you, man. You've been in that industry and and to, you know, like from the first time I talked to you to seeing everything you've done, you put the city on your back. And like for me, you know, like that's inspiring. And that's that kind of what I'm on. Like I'm on a grind right now and I want Milwaukee to really show. So, like, how can I do these interviews without getting your attention, you know? Um, but thank you for showing up, man. No, definitely. I mean, for me, the biggest thing, too, is, you know, and, and this is part of a big, big part of my success, too, is I was able to work with a lot of people before they were big. Right. Yeah. So I think a lot of people always focus on who's the biggest and who's mm-hmm. the hottest and who's the greatest. And they try to get in that world. And I, I try to identify talent before yeah. it gets big, you know, because you know, everybody was, not everybody was a platinum artist the first song oh, they yeah. dropped, you know what I'm saying? So it's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, when you when you recognize talent on on, on that that come up level, you know, you, you can see. I mean, I've been around enough talent that I can see, like, if someone, someone's got what it takes or, uh, you know, if they even just have the work ethic for yeah. what it takes because the talent, you know, it matters, obviously, but the work ethic will outweigh the talent a lot of the time. So for sure. When, you know, when, when I see that, I always like to respond heavily to that. Um, I mean, I recognize yourself right away. I mean, it was like, okay, yeah, you, you, yeah. you're doing it right. Appreciate that. You're, you're taking it serious. You, you know, it's the consistency's there. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing that I always see with a lot of people. They might have the talent, they might have the good setup, but there's no consistency. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's I know f- from doing this for so long that the consistency needs to be there in order for things to oh, happen. Yeah. So if I don't see that in the in somebody, yeah. I'm like. Man, they're so dope, but like, yeah, that's it's not gonna work. I owe that to my team, but as much as that goes, I, I owe that success to to them. Like they put in as much work as I do, so yeah. you know, I appreciate it. That's you know? tough to find too. Good, good, good. Uh, you know, yeah. teamwork is is tough. I mean, in any level, on a major level. I mean, look at some of these NBA teams. They got the best talent in the world, and it's not working. Yeah, they can't work together. Good old <laughs> you know Lakers, the yeah, this year, man. Yeah, come on, you know. Um, but, you know, it, it's been a journey, and, um, you know, it's coming up on a year that um, the idea was born, Dope. you know, because I was, um, I had, like, a life-changing moment, and, it, it, you know, alcohol I put to the side. This week, it actually will make a year. Come on. So, um, and since then, it's just been focusing on this, and I've read a lot of books since then, you know, more than I ever did in high school or any those parts of my life, but it's really self-help and financial literacy books. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of it too. Those replacing things, you know. Yeah, habits. Yeah, you yeah. got you got to just replace things. And I mean, everyone goes through those phases of of getting into a bad habit, you know. Yeah. But the same way, I always, you know, if you can do a bad habit, you can do a good habit, right? Yeah. And they always give you the the science behind it. If you do something for thirty days, it's now a habit or whatever it is. But is is really about you know, you, no one's gonna check on that for you. Yeah. And having that self-awareness is, like, super key to, I think, to anything. And and, and taking the time, like, I, I literally, after every shoot, I literally sit and I say, what could I do better? Yeah. And I ask the artists, I ask people that work with me, hey, like, is there anything I could do better? What do you see I could do better? Yeah. A lot of people don't ask that. Yeah. For a lot of reasons, mainly because they don't want to hear mm-hmm. something, something bad, right? Yeah. I wasn't formally trained. 
So I have to ask that because that's how I learned. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I you never, obviously, you, know, you never know everything. Mm-hmm. And, and even if you do know everything, things change. So there's new information all the time anyway. And yeah. some of them might have some that you might not have. So I continually ask people around me, like, what could I do better? What do you think I did about this? How do you, how do you feel about this? And I just fine tune. That's awesome. If, if people could put their like pride egos to the side and really like with what they do, um, try to actually learn. And, you know, I've been able you've you've kept an open line of communication with me and I've appreciated I have taken your advice, you know, with some of the things I've asked. But um, it's been great, man. I I really respect what you do. So, again, dude, I'm I'm grateful you you here, man. And you're an example to everyone. You know, this is this is how you how far you could take your success, you know. So um, let's jump in, man. Let's get it. Um, Where did you grow up? Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Born and raised. What part of Milwaukee? South side of Milwaukee. South side? Yeah. So went to um, Milwaukee Hamilton High School. Uh, I was a hooper, though, too, so I was all over the city. That was kind of, like, one of the things, too, yeah. that, that my network started was already, like, yeah. you know, huge because I, sure. I, I played ball five days out of the week at every court in the city. I was on the north side, south side. Oh, that's I, dope. I was, I was everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, hooping was, like, you know. That was like Fair. life. You know, you had to, I had the pants on with the silky short. You know, you had the hooping <laughs> yeah. shorts underneath the pants back in high school. The, so you could just. The buttons. Yeah, you could yeah. just. You could just hop out the car and boom, just you be in shorts ready to hoop right away. You had three pairs of shoes in the trunk. Yeah. You know, you was good to go. That's dope. So I knew, I knew, I knew a little bit of everybody just from the hooping side of it. So yeah. when the music started happening, you know. Yeah. Didn't um, Looney and Poole? On the State Warriors, they they went to Hamilton too, right? Uh, Looney went to Hamilton. Yeah, he's a little younger than me. Uh, and then I don't know Jordan Poole. That I that I don't know about that. They always say he's from Milwaukee. I he's from he Milwaukee. I don't know where he went to school. But then uh, uh-huh. Tyler Hero went to Franklin. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, my little cousins, man. Um, his name's Cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> Nickname Cheeks. Yeah, some real Puerto Rican. Uh, yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> okay, Bobby Cheeks. <laughs> um. He, he he balled with his little brother and you know hero would show up at the games before you know before he got signed yeah but um we used to do open gym with Dwayne Wade at Marquette that's dope yeah because Dwayne Wade's my age so when when they were when he was at Marquette yeah. they'd have this late night uh open gym mm-hmm. at like 11 o'clock at night I still don't understand like who set that up yeah but it was like the Hooper Hoopers, only the Dude. Hooper Hoopers knew about this open gym. So it was like balling it. And I remember Dwayne Wade would be down there just a handful of times. Obviously, you know, he was like the star mm-hmm. player too. So he he didn't want to get injured or anything like that. Yep. He wasn't there every night, but like when we would go, he would he was showing it. You could it was like the best guy that we thought was with us. Yeah. Dwayne Wade make dude look like he it's was the level. a fourth grader. Like it was sure. crazy. Man, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so how was your upbringing? Um, I mean, it was pretty much, you know, Southside kid. I was all over the place, like I said, with hooping, and I was kind of, you know, mixed in with everybody. So I got a good kind of grasp of the city, and I was around dudes doing music uh, from the north side, south side. Milwaukee being kind of set up how it is, it's like, you know, you're, yeah. you're either on one side of town or the other. Oh, for sure. And I was one of the few people that probably wasn't that way. I was all over the place, you know. Like I said, mm-hmm. the, the hooping kind of opened the door for that. Um, so when I started doing music, like we had a little record label, and we had dudes from the east side, north side. Like we had the most like diverse. That's we had fire. Puerto Ricans, we had Mexicans, yeah. we had blacks, we had everybody. <laughs> like we looked like the damn UN when we started the record label. The United Nations. So that's what's up. And I had I had to set up. Like I was like everyone was like, man, we need a spot to record. So I was always that guy, like just like yep. you, like all yeah. right, well shit, let me do it at my crib. Yeah, for sure. So I was like, we bought a Radio Shack mic. Like I set it all up. I'm telling people, yeah, I got a studio. I got a studio. <laughs> so yeah. like you know, people think a studio, like they think a studio. I got a oh, literally a, a mic like taped to the wall, no padding, nothing. Like we in that bitch just doing it super like bootleg, but. I was the only one doing it. Yeah. Everybody else just was talking about doing For it. Sure. So even though my setup at first was weak, yeah. everybody was like, "Oh, at least you got somewhere to record. Yeah, like, it sound cool." So, and I and I was freaking it. Like I knew how to make the make it sound good. So Hell then, yeah. as I got people over there, of course, I'm on the business side of things. I'm like, "All right, if y'all want to record here." You can record for free, right? Mm-hmm. But everybody got to throw in 200 bucks so I can buy a new mic and then build a booth. 
Oh, that's dope. Yeah. So you got to pay like a, like a, you know what I'm saying? A startup fee. Hell yeah. And then that's how we got, I got the real studio built out and the real mic. And then I started learning how to do all the audio stuff. Isn't, isn't that crazy how when people actually come together, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you the name. Well, they had to. That's the thing. I leveraged myself. So it wasn't even like a, you know, like before anything was going on, you know, I was already in mode and this is what I tell people too, like. It's, it's so much easier to make connections when you're working, right? Work creates work. It's on my mm -hmm. hat. It's one of my logos. It's literally my one of my trademark logos. It's work creates work, right? Yeah. So if I would have just approached these guys with nothing, right? Yeah. And said, hey, everyone give me 200 bucks to put the studio together. No one would have gave me that money. Sure. Nobody. But I leveraged myself by creating the studio. Even though it was weak, yeah. it was good enough, right? Mm -hmm. And it gave them the idea like, okay, well, yeah, that's where it's at. Plus I had like, you know, I had the basement all maxed out. Yeah, it was dope. At TV down there, we had the couches down there. It was dope, yeah. and it was like a little kicking spot. Oh, so yeah. when I'm in mode already, I'm already doing this. It's not hard for them to see it, the vision mm -hmm. and see that this might be the play, and that's something that people are gonna want to invest in. And it goes with anything, like with you. Yeah, if you just went up and hit up a bunch of people and said, "Hey, I'm trying to start a podcast. I need a million dollars," they'd be like, "Okay, well, what kind of credentials you got? Are you doing it right now?" No. I'm yeah. not doing nothing. I want to do it. Okay, well, why aren't you doing it with your own means? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why aren't you making it work? Well, I just did it. all the excuses start coming in. For sure. So that's like one of the keys to my success, too. I don't wait for people. I don't try to ask people for nothing. Yeah. I do it, and they see me doing it. And then mm -hmm. once I'm in the mode of doing it, mm -hmm. then it gets recognized, and then it's, then it's an easy ask. Yeah. That, that, you know, when you're already in mode, that ask is so much easier mm -hmm. than if you're just Joe Buddy on the couch. Because there's a hundred Joe Buddies on the couch for asking, sure. asking for a handout. That's easy. Mm -hmm. Anybody can do that. Anyone can sit on, on, on the couch and ask anybody, well, bro, can I get this? Can I get that? That's not how things work. Yeah. In the real world, the best way to do it for me especially is how I got it cracking was I just made it happen with what I had. Yeah. I didn't even trip if the quality wasn't up to speed. Didn't trip if... if if it didn't look like the million dollar setup, I didn't even care. Yeah. But I was doing it. Mm -hmm. So you see the vision now. For sure. Hell and then yeah. people want to invest in that. It's just mm -hmm. like anything. If you see somebody getting money and they got, you know, a whole bunch of jewelry on you, oh, he getting money. Yeah. I'm going to ask him about how to get money. Hell now, yeah. he look broke and you know he ain't got no money and you know he's struggling. You going to ask that person for advice on money? <laughs> Hell no, you ain't going to do that. You got to be in mode. So however you got to create that mode, yeah. make it happen. It doesn't have to be in a Ferrari. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? For I'm sure. Not, it, it, I'm not looking to, to be, you know, I ain't got to come out and be in the NFL off the first game. Yeah. But I'm bu I'm busting them big stats even mm -hmm. in high school. Now you see the vision. It's the same thing with a, it a perfect example with, a, with, a, with a, a high school athlete. You could tell, oh, yeah, he could he go to the league. Yeah. You couldn't tell that if you're sitting on the couch not playing, right? Oh, no. You can tell when he's in the game, though, right? Definitely. So if you ain't in the game, yep. you ain't never going to make it. You ain't going to do it. You got to make it work. Man. So, um, you know, in, in, in the information you just dishing out, I mean, it's it's been crazy, man. Consistency is the biggest thing. And every book I've read, consistency. It don't matter how big it is. It's just keeping at it, keep doing, and keep pushing. Um, How did you come about video? So you set up a studio. Yeah. You know, like and, everybody, and like everyone else, everyone was a rapper. Yeah, everyone everybody, was everybody's singing, rapper, making beats. How did you get into video? So, it was basically a need. Yeah, it was a need. Oh, for sure. We have the label. Yeah, and what what comes naturally with that? You need mixtape covers. You need yeah. promotion. You know, you need a video. Mm -hmm. So, of course, the same thing that I did with. Did the studio setup? Yeah. We we I, again. I was we're evaluating. I'm constantly evaluating. How can we get better? Do we need a better mic? Does a better mic make a difference? No. Does a better uh you know whatever make a difference? No. Does video make a difference? Definitely. How do yeah. we get that popping? So we start asking. I'm hitting everybody. Yo yo yo. You got access to cameras? Access to cameras? Because this is before cameras were readily available. You know. Yeah. So my guy on the label, they had uh uh access to a camera. So we got the camera shot a video, went, yeah. went crazy, and then, again, mm -hmm. I went back to everyone on the label, said, yo, I got a camera we can buy for two Gs. Everybody put in and 300 we'll bucks. And then I'll shoot the videos for free. Yeah. But you you guys got, we got to all, I'll, I'm throwing my 300 in too, but I'm yep. saying, like, it's collectively, we can all get a good camera, and then everyone gets their video shot for free. That is so fire. So it's like, I had to make it, make them see it, though. 
So I had to figure out how to get a camera, got the camera, and then once they saw it, everybody on the label seen it, like, oh, yeah, I need, you know, like, the second they see the video, yeah. they're like, oh, bro, I need a video, bro. Yeah. Of course you do. Okay, so here's what we need. Here, you need that? I need this. Hell yeah. Is, is it worth $300 to you? Cool. Everyone was, yeah, hell yeah. Boom, threw the 300 in, boom, we got the camera, and, mm -hmm. I, and we started shooting. And then where it changed from being, at first it was like a, we're the only ones doing videos kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we're better than everybody, da, da, da. And then my mind kind of expanded because I'm like, everyone's from Milwaukee. Like, why are we competing for, with Milwaukee people? Like, we need to be competing on a national scale, you know? Yeah. And I got hit up for a video from a random rapper in Milwaukee. He was like, hey, everybody shoot videos? I got a couple dollars for you. And I'm like, damn. Damn. I didn't even, like, promote that I shoot videos. I mean, even... they knew that I was the one shooting them, but I never was like, yo, hit me for videos, hit me for videos. Someone just hit me for a video, and it all, like, came together in my mind and I stopped doing the studio. Mm -hmm. Stopped do writing, rapping, singing, everything I was so doing. So that's how you you basically got your 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 break as far as dipping into video. Someone called me about paying for a video. Okay. And I was like, damn, I've never been paid for anything with music and I've never been paid for anything with the studio and that, nothing with this. And no, nothing. Man. And when someone offered me money for the video stuff and I loved the video. Like I'm I've always art's always been a thing for me. So it wasn't like I mm -hmm. did something totally different and I love the music industry. So it all just when it when when someone wanted to pay me and I wasn't even promoting myself, I said, I must be doing something right. Yeah. Let's get it. So um But then I stopped everything else too. Oh, for sure. And went all in. And focus. Yeah. Uh, um so with um as you you continued with the video, now you 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 know. This is what I need to be doing. This is how I'm going to make profit. This is how I'm going to make a name for myself. And it wasn't money driven. Okay. I don't want that to be confused. Like, oh, yeah. For sure. It, it, I'm about to get paid. It wasn't mm -hmm. even that. But it was that it was working. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you get hit up and you're not promoting it, mm -hmm. that you know something must be right. When people are knocking on a door and you ain't got a sign outside, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And yep. they're knocking on the door like, hey, this, you the guy that does this? And you're like, <laughs> how'd you know? I didn't even got a sign out front. Yeah, I heard through from somebody else. When they come seek you out and they find you for something that you do, a skill set that you do, you must be doing something right. Yeah. That, that's what made sense to me. It wasn't even about him paying me. It was about him reaching out to me, and I never mm -hmm. even met this person in my life, and I was not promoting myself as a director. Shout out to that that you know, man because I can't literally. I gotta go look who the hell that was too, because it was it was somebody. Obviously, it was just a rapper yeah. from Milwaukee, but I can't remember who the hell it was. So um, you changed my life, dog. <laughs> you know, um, I did my studying. Um, your your nickname. Yeah. Um, I I saw one of your videos. You said it, but um, what's the story behind that? What why Philly Flyboy? When I was a kid, there was two Stevens in my neighborhood. Yeah. Hey, sounds like the whitest neighborhood ever. <laughs> There's so many Stevens here. The so, Van Plus. Exactly, right? So <laughs> there was another Steven there, so they started calling me Philip. And okay. then they started, that morphed into Philly, and then yep. all of a sudden I was Philly, like as a kid in my neighborhood. Yeah. So Philly was a nickname that I had for, for the longest. And then the Flyboy part, I always told people I was going to be a pilot. Yeah. Because my grandfather was, he was a gunner in World War II. See, that's dope. And in World War II, if you were uh, in the planes, they they referred to you as a flyboy. Okay. So I always said, I want to be a flyboy, I want to be a flyboy. So when I came up to finding a name for myself, yeah. literally one of my other label mates, the person that got on the thing, he was like, just call yourself Philly Flyboy. And like, it just, like literally, he just pulled it out of nowhere. Because I was like, bro, I can't just be Philly because if you Google Philly, like yeah. Philadelphia is going to outweigh anything I'm going to do. And boom, he was like, dog, you always talk about the Flyboy shit. Like, just call yourself Philly Flyboy. And I literally, like, it yeah. it rolled off the tongue so crazy. Like, Philly Flyboy, I'm like, damn. And now it's progressed and there's different things like that, obviously, because, like, the PFB, mm -hmm. you know, I, 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 I do a lot with the PFB. It's on my hat. You know, the PFB part of it, too, the, is, is a dope kind of, you know, like kind of like how Puffy do it. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, yeah. So the PFB, just because, obviously, I'm like a grown-ass man calling myself a boy <laughs> now. So it's like the PFB is a nice little spin off of that. But, yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, that's basically essentially it. It was a, it's my legit name. Trust me, I get pressed from people from Philly all the time. Like, bro, what's up, bro? How you claiming Philly? I'm like, I'm not. I'm like, my middle name's Philip. And then they shut up because I'm like, bro, I'm, it's like legit. This yeah, is dude. really my name, you know? Man. So um, you established your name. And, and by like I said, that story is so cool. It's like how you got your, your nickname. But um, what was groundbreaking as far as after you you stabilized that name um, to, to make breakway into the industry? 
you ended so, it. So there was probably two moments or two things that happened that that were the biggest, like, I guess you could say needle pushers and things that really changed everything for me. Uh, first one being I got hit up by Sean Kingston on Twitter to come and shoot the tour that he was on with Justin Bieber and Nicki Minaj at the time. This is, like, Justin Bieber, like, hey, baby, like. yeah, yeah. Nicki Minaj peak, you yep. know, 2010, and, and, and Sean yeah. Kingston, like same yep. thing. So they're on tour together. He saw a video that I shot for a guy here in Milwaukee on World Star, and hit me up, and I didn't even respond. Damn, you got on World Star? Yeah. Now I'm saying this yeah. is like when World Star was World Star. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. So we put it up. We all again, we paid to put the video up on World Star. Us collectively, yeah. Put it on World Star. It goes on World Star. I get a DM on Twitter from Sean Kingston. I didn't respond because I didn't even open it up because I thought it was fake. You know, I thought mm -hmm. it was a fake account. I'm like, okay, it's just some spam or something. Yeah. Then I get another message. You get the email thing saying Sean Kingston sends you a direct message. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm like, someone's just making a fake account, whatever. So I'm like, all right, third time, boom. I'm like, okay, let me go look. And I'm like, oh, damn, it's the verified Sean Kingston account. He's <laughs> like, what's up? Like, at this point, he's like, dog, what the, what's going on, bro? Like, you don't, you don't want to work? Oh. And, he, and I hit him. He gives me his number. I call him and he's like, yo, come on, come shoot this tour for me. So I drive 12 hours. Mm -hmm. To 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 get to I don't know it's like Oklahoma City or something like that yeah. to shoot this tour I shoot the tour, and he puts that video on World Star. He shouted me out on it. I'm with Bieber. TMZ's calling me asking me because this is when they, him and Selena Gomez first got together. They're like, you got, oh. any, you got any footage of them together? I'm like, <laughs> oh, what's going on here? I'm like the local like rap video guy, and now yeah. TMZ's calling me. I'm like, how do you even have my number? Number. You know. So long story short, that was a that was a big moment, and then. Um, and again, from an artist working here, uh, he did a, a, a some mixtape stuff with a DJ named DJ Woogie yeah. from the East Coast. And Woogie's real connected and did a lot of stuff in the rap game. And Woogie was working with an artist named Traded Truth from Houston, yeah. Um, which I didn't know who the hell that was. You know what I'm saying? For me, the only people I knew from Houston was like Slim Thug, Paul Wall. I, I was totally unaware of who Trey the Truth was. Yeah. So he was like, yo, I work with this dude, Trey. Uh, you got you guys should do a record and have Philly shoot the video. So so boom, we shoot, we do the we he does the record. We shoot, we 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 go crazy with 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 my artist, his scenes. We got cars, we're doing crazy stuff. We're just like, man, this is the first yep. video we're doing with a big artist, you know what I'm saying? We go nuts. I go to meet Trey in New York, and I'm, like, setting up locations, and I'm figuring stuff out. I'm like, this is going to be the greatest video ever. And I, I meet Trey in the lobby of, like, a Holiday Inn. Yeah. I'm like, I bet, like, the location's, like, a block away. We walk over there. He's like, no, I think we should just shoot it in the lobby. Oh, wow. Bro, I'm like, <laughs> come on, bro. Seriously, I'm, like, telling him, trying to explain to him, but Trey's kind of like, yeah, it's Trey's street dude. Yep. And he, he real, he don't talk a lot. So he like, yeah. yeah, bro, we just gonna shoot it and thing. And you I'm were like, just with Trey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trey's like well, my brother now. But I'm saying yeah. at this point, I've never met Trey. Big ass dude, got jewelry on. He's like a big, well known, established artist. I'm nobody. Yeah. You know, I'm not who I am now. I'm like absolutely no pull, no nothing. And he's like, nah, we're just gonna shoot it in the lobby. We're in the Holiday Inn lobby. We're not even in like a dope hotel dope lobby. lobby. Yeah. We're in like the free breakfast, continental breakfast <laughs> hotel. So I'm like, all right, well, whatever. So I find a little, you know, duck offs make the make the video pop. And the ironic part is this. So I get the video back. I send it to Trey. Trey gets mad at me for why does the other artist scenes look so dope? And he's got all this cars and all this crazy stuff. And why does mine not look dope? I said, bro, you Chose. told me to shoot in a Holiday Inn. And I told you what we had shot. And you told me to fuck off, basically. <laughs> so I'm like, bro, like, it's your fault. He's like, all right, cool. Well. You want to shoot some videos with me? Oh, word. And I'm like, I bet. Now, I, I still don't grasp how big Trey how is. How big he is, yeah. Because down south is like a different world for us. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I bet. So I go down, boom, and I literally get off the plane. My luggage gets lost. Yeah. I'm in sandals and a white shirt and some hooping shorts. Yep. And I haven't slept. It was, you know, early morning flight. I had been mm -hmm. up all night. It's 107,000 degrees in Houston. It's the middle of summer. Damn. Trey picks me up. I'm like, bro, I ain't even got my luggage. I can't even change clothes. He's like, all right, let's stop at the gas station. We go to the hood gas station. I get a whole hood unit. I get, the, you know what I'm saying? I get, yeah. the, I, get, I get the pro tee. I get the pro. The, I didn't even, know, <laughs> I didn't even know pro tee made shorts. I got some pro tee shorts, but I, yeah. they, they obviously didn't have shoes, so I just still got the sandals on. Yeah. So I shoot three videos that day. Yeah, oh wow. Three with Trey. He yeah. has them all set up. 
from morning to night. Yeah. In my in sandals, in 115 degree weather, and wow. I and I had not slept yet. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is okay. Like, yeah. All right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And literally from that point on, Trey was like, yo, bro, if you if we rock, if we make this happen, like let's 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 link, let's let's keep this up. He's like, I'm gonna get you situated with everybody in the industry. And probably within six to eight months, I mean, I shot with Wiz. Uh, I shot with J. Cole, I shot with Kendrick, I shot with B.O.B., I shot with uh, That's... Lupe, Lupe Fiasco, Wiz Khalifa. I mean, literally within a matter of six to eight months of meeting Trey. So that was like the big wave. Yeah. Yeah, like me, meeting Trey was probably the big wave. And just not really, to be keep it real with you, like I didn't really know who Trey was. Yeah, yeah. So, but just I felt the the energy, like he was a real dude. He, mm -hmm. he said, what, what he said happened. You know, like if he said this was going to happen, it really happened yeah. every, every time he said it. So you know I like that about him, so I just gave it a chance. I was like, I bet, yeah, let's 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 rock. So I basically became like Trey's video guy, and then he would just basically shop me to all everyone that he dealt with. Yeah, for sure. So it just turned into like a, and then obviously I started networking and expanding myself and growing. And I'm I'm, I'm shooting on a 5D, same camera right here. It's a 90D, different, but basically, yeah. essentially that camera. Yeah. Like when Canon first came out, that's what I was shooting all the big videos on. That's dope. A fifteen hundred dollar camera. Cause I, I do. I was a local Milwaukee guy. I yeah. went from like local Milwaukee guy to like shooting with Wiz Khalifa oh, in a six over. month period. Now, mind you, I had been shooting for years. Yeah. So I was in. I was good. I was in mode. I was already warmed up. I was mm -hmm. ready for the game. But I just. Yeah. I didn't have a big camera yet. Yeah. So it was still like, who is this little dude? Who is this guy walking up with his little ass camera? I just posted a. If you look on my story on Instagram, I posted one with me and Wiz shooting with my five D. Okay, got yeah. you. Yeah. Um, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Doors just open. Yeah. So um, you you. But that was twelve years in the making. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it's it's the. That's six months of yep. me going from shooting local to shooting with like everybody. Superstars. But if you look yeah. back, if you look at how many videos I shot prior to that, there was hundreds that I had shot. Hundreds yeah. of videos, half of them free, some of them just a couple bucks. Like before that point, I, I look on your page right now, and it just you go down the the list. You know, it's Sammy. Uh, trade the truth. Uh, you know, like <laughs> you got Corey Peeper on there. Yeah, Milwaukee's Piper. very own Piper. It's so funny. Peeper. So, so, so the uh, Corey's name uh, Siri says Peeper. It's, Peeper. Okay, yeah. guy. He'd be mad as hell. Like, bro, why the hell did he say my name wrong? I'm like, oh, that's just how I say yeah. it. So it's funny. And that's that how I read it, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's Piper, but that's funny because Siri. Yeah. Siri says Peeper too, and he yeah. always, he always gets mad. Like, bro, who I gotta call Apple to get this corrected? <laughs> so, oh man, can you explain? Um, your your creative process when you're you're shooting a video like you know you you just said like with Trey the Truth you wanted you you wanted to go outside down the block he wasn't listening but like with that type of um, backdrop like wh what what's the creative process like that when you focus in on shooting a video so there's two parts to the story on 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 why I feel like I am who I am one I shoot so much. Mm -hmm. And that I'm I'm basically I've shot so many styles and so many different kinds of videos that I'm so well rehearsed. Yeah. That I can literally like pivot at a moment's notice and still make something look like we planned it, right? Mm -hmm. Um and two, just mentally being prepared for that. Yeah. Because that's how I, I, I started. Yeah. We never had a plan. We would just show up, oh, it's raining. Uh all right, grab an umbrella, you're gonna be walking with an umbrella. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like that was never in the plan. We just went to a location that we liked, and it started raining. We didn't even check the weather, so we had to make an adjustment. And now it's the rawest video ever because dude's walking in a downpour rain, but he's got the umbrella and it looks fire. You know? What I'm yeah. Saying? So it was like one of those things, like wasting your your mental energy on complaining or or, or being defeated or or getting upset or or just like oh man, just that that's mm -hmm. you only have so much mental energy that you can use on things, right? I won't even waste no time on worrying. Yeah. I'm immediately problem solving. Making opportunities out of the worst, you know? Literally, because at the end of the day, too, like, what are we going to do? Cry about it? Yep. Like, what, what is that? That's not accomplishing. Time. That's not accomplishing anything. So what can we do? So my, like, from a, from the start, I've always been in, like, a, almost a survival mode. Okay. Right? Yeah. And now that I have time to set up and do all these other things, it's great, right? But yeah. even with major budgets and major stuff going on, there's always variables. And I'm so smooth with the variables now yeah. because I've gone through hell coming up 
with for sure. only variables. Like dog, when you you know, it's like when 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 you go work out in, in high altitudes and it's hard to breathe. Yeah. And you do that for six months, and then you come down to sea level, bro. You breathing good. <laughs> but the only reason why is because you overexerted yourself for six months over here. I had overexerted myself for years coming wow. up. So when I finally got into those positions of having the time and the budgets and the, and the, and, mm-hmm. and, the, and the resources to do things the right way, I literally would be able to pivot on set and, and not even pivot sometimes. Sometimes just seeing a shot in the moment that's like, hey, this could be dope, and being able to execute it within a moment's notice because I was so fluid with that already because that's how I grew. You know, it was easy. Yeah. It was like breathing. Yeah. I, I was breathing at sea level at that point. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I've been training up in the, in the mountains. Now I'm breathing at sea level. It's easy to breathe down here. So... <laughs> It was that those years of coming up that of just grinding it out and figuring it out and making it shake. And, and there is no budget. There is no backup plan. There is no nothing. We have to get this shot. How do we get a shot? And how do we make it look good? Those years of, of training made it so now when I'm doing what I'm doing, I can just bust plays so easily. Dude, that, that right there, that's the type of knowledge people need to hear, man. Because, you know, my biggest thing when I started this um, – I told myself, and, and most people would advise, don't 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 push into quality right away. Yeah, you know, and I, I I've been given that advice. Yeah, um, but for me, it's like no. Yeah, when I when I'm gonna start some, especially this podcast, I wanted to sound definitely. I wanted I want to separate myself. There is no. Yeah. It, it's been a, a grind. It's been a journey. But yeah. I want it. I want to be. I want. You know who I'm interviewing, like you. When you hear that, I want you to feel like, okay. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. promote this. Yeah, bro, yeah. It's, it's, I'm gonna promote this because yeah. it, it sounds professional, dude. I'm, I'm, I, and, and it's it's crazy, you know. I, this board changed my life, bro. Um, I just wa- you watch Gilly, and, um, yeah. Yeah. Gilly, and Gilly. Wolf, I got uh, a yeah. funny story with Gilly. I was at Trey. Trey has a holiday in Houston, and I, I've met Gilly a bunch of times. Yeah. It's three in the morning, and we're out in the parking lot, and it's me, Trey, and Gilly. And everyone that keeps coming out of the doors is like, yo, Philly. Yeah. And he's like, yo. And they're like, no, no, no. And they like point to me. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, my name's Philly. And he was like, but I'm from Philly. <laughs> and, and literally, I'm like, all right, well, let's see. And literally, as people are coming out the doors, they're like, Philly. And, and, and he's like, you talking to me? And he's like, no, white boy right white there. Boy. And he's like, damn, how the fuck? I get overpowered by this dude because I knew everybody yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, people know Gilly, too, but like they're calling him Gilly. Yeah. But in Philly, they call him Philly, and it's a nickname he has, too. So that was funny because it was like, I was like, all right, watch. And as people were coming out the door, everyone was like, oh, Philly, what up? That's dope. And they talking to me, so. <laughs> you know what? Well, with him, he just signed his uh, podcast deal. Yeah, I know. I've seen it. A hundred million. Yeah. Bro. And and believe me, the first time I realized that he was using the same board that I was using, I, I freaked out. But it's not even about the board. And it's it's not. It's, but it's, it is. In my but it isn't. Yeah. But it is. It, it is, but it isn't. Yeah. Like, in my head. It's symbolic. I, it's symbolic, it exactly. It's symbolic. And right now, yeah. I'm I'm pushing out this content. And I'll tell you, through these interviews, the stories yeah. and, and the density of just the impact of, of people. Yeah. You know? I love Milwaukee, bro. Yeah. But it, <laughs> but it, but but the, the symbolism of it is, is definitely... And that's where, like, you know, with me, too, I, the Philly facts and how I do things, it's symbolic for people to see, like, oh, shit, Philly uses that. Yeah. And that's not even, like, a, a quote-unquote professional piece of gear. Yeah. And he uses that. I use that, too. So it's, like, it just brings it down mm-hmm. to, to the realization of, like, there's there's more that goes into the success factor than having the best camera, right? It, it, yeah. it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter that you have the best camera, right? Yep. But if you bust your ass and, and work hard and, and you get to that level where you get the best camera, the best mics and all that other stuff, but you've been working and you know how to use this gear yep. and you've presented it correctly, that's when the gear makes sense. Yeah. So like for you, if you were just, you had no guests and you had no setup and you're not having this board wouldn't mean anything. For sure. See what I'm saying? Yep. So it's like the work and yeah. the, and the fact that you've put this, this together is yeah. the reason why that board and Gilly's situation, him having that same board, makes sense. You sitting at the house looking at that shit on your floor because you bought it from a yeah. guitar center doesn't mean stuff. That, that, that doesn't hold weight if you sat on the couch right now and said, hey, bro, I got the same board as Gilly. Well, what are you doing with it? Nothing. Yeah. What does that matter? It's, it's crazy because um, this isn't the first board I had. I had uh, the Pro. Yeah. Um, this is the new series they came out with. Um, and, and literally... Um, 
Now I'm getting ready to rent that one out yeah. and start making a, a type of income off of it. Yeah. Start making the money I've been investing yep. in, you know? Yeah. But it, it's it's crazy because... um. I mean, good gear is always... I You know, I always tell people this too. Like, at the end of the day, it, it is it is good to invest. If you have the financial means, buy the good thing or wait longer to buy the good thing. Yeah. If it takes an extra six months of saving up, get the good thing because, the trust me, I've done... I've dealt with a lot of the, the medium level and the low yeah. level stuff in my career. Yeah. And it always breaks and fucks up. And, and, and then mm-hmm. you look like an asshole, you know? Like, For sure. if you're on set and your lights aren't working right, you look like an asshole. Yeah. So it's like, wait six months, just save up. I get it. You want it now. Just maybe it might be, you know, save a yeah. couple more paychecks and then get get that get the good one yeah it'll last you forever and it's going to make you look better and it's overall going to get you a stronger point so i appreciate the fact that you do have that this level of of audio quality yeah know, that man. Is. this is way the hell better than what i had in my studio <laughs> i didn't have no shit like this yeah man um you know and I, this is me gonna shout out my wife man um she's the biggest one of the biggest reasons i'm out here doing what i'm doing because nope. you know she believes in me yeah and, and there's nothing stronger than a woman that behind you back in every move so Definitely. It's, for her like to be in my side and you know she's seen how hard i've grinded out but like her having my back yeah. is like and that that's how i made this possible yeah i mean you, you can talk to my wife about that i mean she, <laughs> i'm gone all the time yeah and for her to hold down the house and the kids See? and everything like that and work full time i mean she's full blast so the fact that you know she's doing that not tripping it is what it is, and then yeah. we try to find a medium of how I can make up for the the time that I'm gone, and I'm gone all the time. Yeah, you know, and she she doesn't have to put up with that. She she could have, but she knew what she was getting herself into. And, oh, and, for sure. And and she didn't switch it up when she got into it. You know, like some girls get into it, yeah, and they think it'll change. Mm-hmm. She got into it knowing what it was and accepted it for what it was and just kept it moving. Yeah. And I, you know, we work our best to make it make it work and it's working. I mean, we've been together seven we've been married seven years. So I mean, yeah. for me, I totally understand that viewpoint. It, it, you know, a, a bad woman is is like having a leg cut off, I'm telling you. Oh yeah. and, and having a good woman is like driving in a Ferrari. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like you can get you you can yeah. really get moving. You know what I'm saying? I've seen it. Oh, believe me, man. Yeah. I've seen it. and I know you have too. Um but yeah, definitely that that type of support it, it, it goes a long way, and you know the progress we're making, we're reaching out. Um, I'm doing uh, Jason Abraham of Hubie and Abraham next Dope. week. Yeah, I need put him put him on. I'm gonna prepay legal him real quick, just, yeah. in, case, just in case something happens. Someone try to if Philadelphia come try to sue me for the name Philly. <laughs> if I get so big, they're like, damn, you're taking over the Google search. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I'm number one Google search and Philadelphia is number two, I'm gonna need the the lawyer team to step in. Hey man, um, but yeah, man. And then I was just talking to uh, Ray Nitty last night. Shouts um, out to Nitty. I've done a bunch of stuff with Nitty. Yeah. Um, and you know, these are all Milwaukee. Steve Hibicki, I'm releasing yeah, his yeah. interview this week. We just shot a video with uh, uh, Corey Peeper, Piper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with Corey Piper and Cap G that uh, Steve Hibicki produced. That's where that picture was from. Because yeah. when you took that picture, yeah. um, Omar over there, he's like, dude, that's Cap G, you know? Yeah. Like, and, and I was shots like, to Cap. I just got yeah. done. I'll show you the video I just shot for him, too. I can oh. show you when we get done. It's oh, cool. that's dope. Yeah, Cap's cool as fuck. Oh. So, with, you know, now you have so many years in in the industry. What are highlights that stand out in your career for you? So so what highlights I, I think it's one of those things too, like, you know, everyone's like live in the moment, be in the moment, be in the moment. I am I'm a very in the moment kind of guy, but sometimes things take a while to absorb. It could be a year, it could be six months, it could be ten years. Sometimes the moment's so big or it's just happening so fast that it's almost like it's not humanly possible to absorb this moment. Yeah. And I mean, one of those ones for me, I think off the top of my head, it would be memories back then. Man, before you jump into that, I just want to let you know, and this is going to be, you'll, you'll appreciate this. When that song came out, it was on in demand on time Warner. And that's, I lived on 12th and Arthur on the South side. And, um, I used to play that song. That's the one with B.O.B. And Kendrick Lamar, yeah. Yep. And, and Chris, that, Chris Steffens, yeah. I, I used to play it over and over. I just wanted you to know that. And that's crazy that, you know, and I, I'm, I have you seated with me, and you are the person who, who shot this. So I'm like, holy. And I was green as hell back then. And I just started <laughs> working with Tip, and Tip hit me, like, 24 hours notice. Yeah. And was like, hey, bro, Kendrick's got an opening in his schedule for, like, 
Tuesday and it's like Sunday night or like Monday morning or something. It was like literally like 24 hours from when he said we could shoot. And I'm like, uh, like this Tuesday? He's like, yeah, this Tuesday. Like, can you get on a plane? I'm like, all right. So literally like I'm on the plane. I literally dropped everything I was doing, get on the plane. I'm writing the ideas on the plane. Yeah. There's no time to get permits. There's no times to do anything like this. I'm not even, I don't even know how to get a permit at this point. I'm not, I'm green. I'm, I'm still yeah. like just coming up. So I'm like, we just gonna thug it out. Survival mode. I'm, I'm like, yo, we, <laughs> listen. If they want, if he want, if Tip want to shoot with 24 hours notice, we gotta shoot it my way. We we gonna thug it out. Yeah. I've already shot with Kendrick before he was Kendrick. He's now yeah. Kendrick though. Yeah. He. But I'm still like, I feel comfortable because I'm like, he knew me. He, I shot with Kendrick before he's Kendrick, so like, it should be cool. Bob, I already knew him. You know, Tip, everybody else, it was good. And I just told Tip like, you gotta let these guys know like we're thugging it out. Don't, yeah. don't have them coming to set thinking we got catering and, and, and you know, all this other crazy stuff. I don't even rock like that. Yeah. So long story short, I get to L.A. I kind of mapped out these locations. But again, we don't have no permits, no, like, we don't have no time to even look at the locations. I'm just going off of, like, Google searches, you know, like, what dope spots in L.A. Yeah. So we go to Sixth Street Bridge, which is, like, the main bridge where everyone shoots everything. I, yeah. I, I literally stole, excuse me for stealing <laughs> I stole uh, construction, the orange cones yeah, yeah, yeah. from a construction site on the way because I didn't even have time to go to my hotel. We got off the plane and had to go right to set. Wow. So I'm on the way to to go to set, and I steal some construction cones so I can block a lane of traffic off because we're going to shoot on the street. Yeah. So I got Kendrick Lamar on the on 6th Street Bridge, like literally filming Walking, on the bridge yep. with T.I. We have MTV there. MTV's doing like behind the scenes and like Yo! MTV, all this other stuff, right? Yeah. And I'm just out there thugging it. And I got a, I got a Canon 5D. <laughs> I'm shooting this video with a Canon 5D. Yes. Literally, bro. <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, like, let's get it. And I remember Kendrick, he had to do an outfit change. And Ken, when someone from Kendrick's team was like, yo, do, you, do we got a trailer? And I, 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 I went over to Kendrick. I said, yo, Kendrick, check me out. I mean, I get it. You big dog. But, like, remember when you weren't Big Dog when I shot with you? I'm like, I'm going to need you to be like that today. Yeah. I'm like, you got to change in your car. <laughs> you got to like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have it. Like, just you got to you gotta help me out. Thug it out. Like, let's get it. And he was he was cool. He's like, yeah, all right, bet. He's like, yeah, it's all good. He's like, it's not like it's, I got to put a suit on. He just had to, you know, yeah. switch it out. So he switches it out. <laughs> went great. Went perfect. Everything was really dope. Uh, but And then we went to Santa Monica Pier. I'm at Santa Monica Pier with B.O.B. and T.I. Yeah. And it's like it's like the middle of the day and it's packed. Yeah. I'm like, I'm it's a weekday, so I'm expecting it to be like light. It was packed to the walls, like you know, a Saturday. For I'm sure. Like, and I got these two major artists with me. I'm like, there's no way I can shoot here. So literally, there was a backside to the pier where like access to the businesses are. And yeah. That's yeah. where they like load in. Mm -hmm. But it's still technically the pier, but it's just kind of narrow. It's only like 10 feet wide and no one sure. really walks back there because that's where the businesses are. So I talked to the business guy like, yo, can I shoot behind your store? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I mean, like, what are you trying to do? And then he saw T.I. and he was like, oh, shit, like, you shooting with Tip? He's like, oh, yeah, do whatever you want, bro, you yeah. good. So while if you could see the perspective, like, like a drone shot, I had yeah. a T.I. and B.O.B. on the backside of the Santa Monica Pier with 8 million people just on the other side. And I had oh, that. Wow. Exactly. Now, had anybody seen them, it would Yeah, have it would have been a wrap. It would have been a wrap. It would have been a wrap for the and, shot. And, and fortunate enough for me, we literally got over there. They, yeah. they hopped out the car. I was ready to shoot. We shot the scenes that we needed there, and then we got the hell out of there. But if you could just see the perspective, yeah. you look right, 8 million people. You look left, we're over in this little duck yeah. pocket just shooting with T.I. All these people have no idea that I'm over there shooting with T.I. and B.O.B. And literally, we get in and out, 15, 20 minutes, boop, we out. That's fire, bro. Yeah. Those yeah. are, man, see, like, that, just that type of experience. And then the final scene, and I don't think I never told this to anybody, it's not like the craziest thing, but it's still it's a little little nugget. Yeah. We we go back to the house, and we're at the house, and it's me, Kendrick, Bob, Tip, and we're trying to figure out like let's use the house somehow, you know? Because like, yeah. Tip had rented this big house in the Hollywood Hills or whatever, and I'm sitting at the table, and there's this kid next to me, and he's like, "Yo, bro, hey, you Philly, da da da, you know? Uh, I I want you to shoot some videos for me." And he's like, I, "You know, I'm 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 signed to Tip as an artist. I'm signed to Kanye as a producer." And I'm like, oh, dope. Wow. And I'm like, yo, like, what's your name? He's like, I'm, I'm Travis Scott. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, my God, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, 
I don't know. I've never. I didn't even know who he was. So, and he at this point in time, he's really not nobody. Oh, dude, you just, you just. Yeah. So I'm sitting next to Travis Scott, and he's he's got his laptop with him, and Kendrick's like right there. Travis Scott's right here, and we're he's just like showing me his stuff, and he's super dope. Like he he was dope, and we were chopping it up about videos, and like he had the Katana video. If you're familiar with the Katana, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. Katana. So he had Katana out at the time, and I was like, damn, this dude's dope. You could tell. Like I'm like, oh yeah, he's dope. Yeah. And he was signed to Tip. Mm -hmm. As an artist, and he was signed to Kanye as a as a uh, producer, but I, at the moment I didn't really know who he was. Yeah, you know, the name had hadn't you know came up on my yeah exactly. But right. I, but the music was fire. I was like, oh yeah, this dude's hard. Mm -hmm. So me and him had chopped it up, and obviously he's with Tip. I've been you know whatever, but like literally like shortly after that he exploded into like a whole nother realm, <laughs> and then dude. I never seen him again in my life. But it was crazy because I'm sitting at the table just chopping it up on some like he's like. You shoot videos like man i got some ideas and we we're just chopping it up so yeah. let me get back to the rest of it here so we're at this house and again pivot mode tips like we should shoot out by the pool or something that's not really the vibe of this record you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. it needs to be a little bit more like whatever so i literally i'm like is there a roof on this house he's like i mean yeah i mean like but okay. like a walkable roof you know not like a tilted roof not like slanted. So I, yeah so i go outside and sure enough there's like a small little side like way you can walk up there mm -hmm. and like almost like i guess you could say like a little small like five by five foot patio but then the rest of the roof is flat yeah but it's a pretty big fall on the other side so i come down i'm like yo tip i need everybody on the roof and the sun's kind of coming down. I'm like, we got to hurry up. Let's go, let's go, let's yeah. go, let's go. And that's literally the, my favorite shot is how the video starts. We're on the roof of the house that Tip rented. And the sun's coming down. Mm -hmm. And it's like golden hour. And we shot it in like 30 minutes. But like I literally rus I run everybody up on this roof. Like I got Kendrick up there, Bob up there, Chris Stephens up there. And there's a picture of us right at the end of the shoot. And I'm standing in the middle of all of them. And like that moment... I'm standing with B.O.B., T.I., Kendrick Lamar, Chris Stephens. That probably the biggest. Still, it's the yeah. big, it's the biggest video I've ever shot. Number mm. numbers and popularity yeah. wise, yeah, it's, it's the biggest video I've ever shot. And I winged half of it, and I thugged it out, and I shot it the way I shot it. I did not shoot it as a big budget video. We shot it thugging it out like yeah. a street, like a street video. And half of the scenes that were in it, I was coming up with on the plane, and the other half I winged it off the, just by just looking at. Okay, what do we got? Boom, let's do this. That's like some surreal type yeah. depth right there, man. Yeah. You know, um, you've been talking about all these artists that you, you've you collabed with. That's, t you know, just saying that Kendrick Lamar, you know, he's definitely his. I filmed with Kendrick before he was Kendrick, though. Trey the Truth had a record with him. And that's even greater yeah. because that goes in with your history yeah. and just how long you've been grinding this out. You know, um, as we talk about these names, who were uh, musical influences of yours growing up? So I was, and I still am. I'm, I'm more. I like. I like singers. Like rap. Yeah. Rap. Rap wise, like I like a lot of rap, right? But if I have something, if I, I'm choosing to listen to something, I'm more than likely. I was an R&B dude. I was a 112 dude. I was. Yeah. Like, Tank. Shouts out to Tank. Tank from <laughs> Milwaukee. I was a big Tank fan. Um, yeah. Sammy. That's like Jacob Ladder. Sammy. That's why, like, when I when I started shooting, I was shooting so much rap stuff, and I'm like, I, I like rap. Yeah. I love rap. You know, I, I was a big NWA fan. I was super big Death Row fan. I was Master P. I was No Limit. I was Cash Money. I mean, I was literally skipping school to buy, you know, Ghetto Dope, Master P. And I got it stolen yeah. three times. I kept having to go buy more of them because they <laughs> kept stealing them from my locker. So I'm saying, like, I was always a rap dude, but, like, yeah. a big R&B dude, too. So that's why, like, I really had to make a jump when I was filming, too. Like, I want to shoot R&B. Yeah. I shot so much rap, no one wanted me to shoot R&B. And then Jacob Lattimore was one of the first ones that let me shoot. That boy, yeah. man, I'm not, that man. Let me see. And Ray Nitty actually connected me with Jacob Lattimore to shoot that video. Uh, the first one I shot for Jacob, he was younger at the time. And I shot now six or seven with Jacob. But when the first one I shot with Jacob, and it was like my first r&b video his voice is crazy yeah it, <laughs> it was the first r&b video i shot and yep. ray nitty had had linked me up with uh jake's mom who manages him and got me to shoot the video and that was the first introduction and once i shot that like i started shooting all the r&b stuff i shot with rotimi i shot with jeremiah i shot with sammy i shot with like you know i've shot with uh, that's crazy yeah. dude that that right there is just the, the names man like Rotimi, I, I think he slept on. He has super, a, super slept but on. It's not slept on. I don't. Think, I wouldn't say slept on. So Rotimi, I don't think it slept on at all. It's just that he kind of came out as the the acting kind of became power. Yeah, yeah. The, the the power thing blew up mm -hmm. so big. Yeah, that it's like people are still absorbing the fact that he's like multifaceted. It's like yeah. ja it's like Jacob Lattimore. It's the reverse Jacob Lattimore. Like Jacob. <laughs> 
was this hardcore only singing, only singing, only singing, and then all of a sudden he started acting. And when yeah. he first started acting, people were like, oh, he's a singer. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And they were like, they didn't take him serious. And then it took like six or seven roles, and now Jacob's like the man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The same with Rotimi. Like, he's, Rotimi's got so much fire music. But he 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 just got to keep knocking at that door. He's gonna be good. In fact, shouts out to Raw. I gotta I gotta hit him up actually because we we gotta do another project. We just I just shot his newest single. Yeah. Uh. So, uh. I got. He said he's got two more that we're, we're gonna be shooting soon too. So he's he's dope to work with too. Bro, Timmy's like super. Man. Same yeah. with Jacob. Jacob's amazing. <laughs> Man, it's it. Sammy too. Sammy, I I shot with Sammy. Do you hear this, Milwaukee? Yeah. <laughs> do on. you hear this? This man is in the mode, still at it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I love it. I yeah. Love it. Yeah. It's just something I love to do, too. Well, even through, um, you know, the pandemic, you know, that put a halt to things. Well, so the pandemic actually worked in my favor. It did? In, a, in, in one Most way. People, okay, I got you. In one main way. I, You know, I, I go really hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, really, really, I go crazy with, <laughs> sure. I shoot a lot of videos. Yeah. And ironically i literally i almost got trapped in british virgin islands with ray nitty wow during covid because we tried to go out there like when they were shutting down the world yeah and we still went and then <laughs> literally like they were like don't go you're gonna get you're gonna get trapped there we're like yeah whatever we'll be good we'll figure it out you know what i'm saying and we went over there and like they that whole island was shut down <laughs> everybody was gone like it was like you know like we yeah. were, it was like shut down and we we ended up getting back long story short but i had like 17 videos that i needed to get edited yeah literally 17 videos so i had all the time in the world yeah yeah, yeah the time to focus is just hey and i had a movie that i was editing so i i was so stocked up on stuff because i just i shoot so much and yeah. I, was like, I literally was like dang i actually have time to edit these videos like and get them done so and and it was perfect because all people were doing was sitting on their phones right yeah so when we dropped all these videos i'm dropping i'm dropping i dropped crazy amount of content during during covid well good I, for you man i'm happy to hear <laughs> that because it was i was going crazy they're like no you shooting these i'm like no these have all been shot these been shot and then immediately like i was the probably one of the first guys on the plane too we, like the second they we were moving around the whole COVID. Like I flew to Dubai. I was in Dubai. I was in Turkey. I was all over the place. During, Man. And I got some crazy stories with that. That'd be a whole nother podcast. Be a International Philly. How would you say Milwaukee has attributed to your success? I mean, I just think the dynamic of Milwaukee, if it's if it's utilized correctly, uh, can be a great place to hone your skills because it's like big enough of a city that you you're not like some kid from like a farm you know yeah. what i'm saying you still get the city chicago's right here you're still in the mix but it's small enough that you can actually like get stuff done yeah like you know i love shoot i still i film a lot in milwaukee i just filmed something the other day and it's like you can get so much dope stuff here because you got the lake there, yeah there's your ocean there you, know you go. Yeah. Ocean. You want a beach shot, ocean shot. There you go. Go right down to the lake. South you, Shore. You know what I'm saying? You want you want the, you want the city gritty look. Go in the alleyways behind the buildings. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You want you want this. You want that. There's so many different looks that you can get here, and it's so easy. Like I was literally shooting with this artist, and we we did like six locations in like five hours. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, you could never do this in L. A. Ever. This would be a four day shoot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like in LA, you can only do one location, maybe two. And, wow. and that's it. It burns up because you get two hours of drive time and it's just nuts. So, like, that's what I love about Milwaukee. It's just so easy to move here and maneuver, and people are down for the cause. So, it's like you can really rock. You know, everybody complains about the support system. That's just because it's not a music city. It's, it is yeah. and it isn't. Like, it's, it's low key, I feel like it is because there's so many names that have come from here. Yeah. But, like, on a global scale, like, it's not like a you know, like a Nashville or like in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. of course the culture here isn't to be a music town. So the support isn't going to necessarily be organic here. Like it is mm -hmm. in a Nashville, Nashville, they see someone coming up. They're like, this dude could legit be the next big thing. Yeah. Cause we've seen a hundred artists from Nashville blow up. Yep. That hasn't really happened in Milwaukee like that. So people don't believe it again. What did I tell you? Yep. You got to be in mode, give them something to, 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 look to, at. to like, yeah. and, and then they'll, they'll, they'll get on board. But, you know. I, I I feel the way I feel about Milwaukee is that, like you said, you have so many like like people that are, are really low key. Yeah. Great. Yeah. You know, 
I think there's talent everywhere, though. There's talent yeah. in every city. There's talent everywhere in the world. It's just a matter of how the people that are there are, are harnessing it. And I feel like Milwaukee is starting to harness that. Yeah. That's it. Like like you, for instance, you're not discouraged by the fact that you're from Milwaukee anymore. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. a lot of people used to use Milwaukee as a cop-out. Well, I'm, I'm from Milwaukee. How am I supposed to do this? Well, now there's some examples of people from Milwaukee that have done this. So now you don't have that excuse anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And there's examples from other people that are from really small towns that have blown mm. up. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of these these guys that you see that are, you know, huge artists. Like you go look yeah. for where they were born. They're born in the middle of nowhere. I was I was born in the South Bronx. Yeah. But I came here six months later yeah. and here I am my whole life. But but you would yeah. think coming from New York, like what am I gonna do in Milwaukee? You'd use it almost as a way to get yeah. out of doing something. You'd say, Well, I'm from Milwaukee, I can probably only do this or that. I don't want to. I don't want to make this like sound like egoish, but I, one thing I've always told myself: I was made for New York, but I was made in Milwaukee. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's more of a telling myself, you know, I I, I got this. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in five years? So, you know, with those kind of questions, like where do you see you? What do you want to do? That and all that stuff. I think the best way for me to answer that is, I mean, I'm just going to keep cranking on stuff. I have some stuff that I want to do, and I have the Philly facts and uh, doing short film and movies and stuff and doing music videos. But, like, when you're working and you're doing so many things like what I'm doing, like, there's a lot of variables that come up in, yeah. a, in a positive way. Like, I got sponsored by Let's See Hard Drives. Like, I got flown out to uh, Barbados to do, like, a film festival out of nowhere. Like, there's all these things and opportunities that happen, and that's another thing. The work creates work. As long as you're working, have your goals, have your where you want to be and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, also understand that when you're working and you're networking and you're putting your name out there, there's going to be opportunities. And, and you you might not even understand how big you're going to be, you know. But if you're not working, that's never going to happen. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and don't get discouraged by the fact that maybe, you know, your goal or your specific vision isn't happening as fast or, or where you want it to go. Because as long as you're working, you don't know who's watching. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's so much different opportunity. Like, I would have never thought in a million years I would be doing, you know, movies. And I just shot a movie with Tip. We shot a six-part miniseries. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's awesome. But, and that was from, like, eight years of working with Tip. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I would have never... That was never my goal. But then when I did it, now I want to do more of it. Now I'm setting up. I'm actually going to be self-financing a movie with some people that I work with, too. So it's like, you know, it's like one of those things. You got to you gotta go down your path, but also be willing to, like, kind of go off the path when you see another opportunity, you know, and, mm -hmm. but the only way those things are going to happen is by you working yeah. and networking and, 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 and putting your face out there because no one's coming knocking on the door. If you're just nah. sitting around doing nothing, it's not happening. No one's coming to save you. That's awesome. You need an extra. You let me know for that movie. Come on. <laughs> um, man, this is great. Um, what advice would you give to aspiring, you know, um, videographers in the inner city, uh, just in this, uh, in general, what type of advice would you give? And this is going to be a Philly fact. I'm doing a Philly fact on this. Yeah. So I'm giving you a, a gem before. So yes. I, I don't know, what, you know, whenever this comes out, we'll kind of cross-promote maybe it's that, that you get the full version of this. But yeah, uh, it's something that I always say is, is, is being, uh, you know, um, patiently aggressive. Okay. So there's two parts to it. Obviously being aggressive with mm -hmm. what you're doing and making sure you're grinding and, and consi keeping consistent and creating that content and or doing whatever it is that you do. Yeah. But understanding that, that you need to have patience because mm -hmm. things just do not happen overnight. They just do not. Mm -hmm. in, in no way, shape, or form, unless your dad's a billionaire or you win the lottery, do things happen overnight. There's a very small one of 1% that does have it happen overnight, but the majority of us, it takes time. But if you're not grinding... It's never gonna happen. So it's it's you know it's being yeah. patient and understanding. If you have a realistic expectation that this thing could take six years, you know you won't get discouraged after six months. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it it, it might take three years, but if in your mind you're like, hey, I'm down to do this for six years. I'm, yeah. I just love doing this. I'm gonna do six years of this before I even think about maybe going away from something like this. You give yourself such a bigger chance to have these big opportunities because they take time. Yeah. But be aggressive. That's awesome. You know, but have your mind right. It's like when you go into something, if your mind isn't adjusted right and you think you're gonna it's gonna happen overnight, how discouraged do you think you're gonna be when it's a year in and nothing has happened yet? But guess what? At thirteen months, that might happen. Yeah. But if you're discouraged by month one because your expectation was that it was happening overnight, guess what's gonna happen? You're gonna stop yep. at month one. Cave. Man. 
I, I'll tell that's, you. That's a Philly fact. That's going to be a Philly, full, full, yeah. That's going to be a full fact on yeah. my channel soon. So, And everyone uh, on YouTube, Philly Facts. Check it out. Fly Philly Flyboy. Yeah, Philly Flyboy, all one word, no caps, no spaces, spelled correctly, P-H-I-L-L-Y-F-L-Y-B-O-Y on everything, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everything, YouTube channel. I'm, I'm most active on Instagram and yeah. YouTube. Those, that's, are my, those are my two platforms. That's awesome. Um, I appreciate you, man. And uh, I just want you to understand you're one of the, you're the greatest examples of success that to make it out of Milwaukee and you still re remember home and I you, still live here. And you still live here, <laughs> yeah, you know still, what I mean? You still here, come yeah. back. and you, I'm still here. But you ultimately put, put in this city on your back, and I, I want to express how much I look up to you. Appreciate um, it. How much I appreciate your advice when I do contact you because most people, you know what I mean, like you don't have to reply, but you do. And I, I, I truly, truly, truly. Answer the phone. That's my last Philly fact. Yeah. <laughs> and do I? Do I stay, do I stay true to that? Yeah, you do. Every time yeah, you hit you me. Do. Every time I you do. hit me. Yep. It, it's, it's crazy. So I, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for showing love uh, to the podcast. Thank you for showing love, do, doing what you do for the city. Um, you're definitely just, like I said, I look up to you and, you you know, keep grinding, bro. Like, I feel honored to have this interview and. You know, with that being said, um, Steve Phillips, a.k.a. Philly Flyboy, with me today. Come on. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, brother. Let's get it. Team MK, let's get it. <laughs>